Welcome all you IDP guys, gals, offensive points, possums, and ID pl IDP plus. Wow, I can't struggle with that. Good thing we're rebranding. But we, uh, if you haven't heard, uh, IDP guys is now IDP plus uh, to be more inclusive uh, to all the people on our team, uh, including us, which we are uh, new to the team as well, which is really nice to, to have. Um, just for all those out there, use promo code possum at idpguys.org. Uh, for 50% off any in-season subscription. I am struggling today. This is why we need Joe for every podcast. His intros are on point. But anyway, Joe is obviously out because if you are hearing this, you're hearing my voice and you're like, dude, this guy can't even talk. And I get it. I also agree. <laughs> I'm struggling right now. I just ate some soup. I think my tongue's still a little hot from it. Uh, but we got we got Billy here at Ombre Vendor on Twitter and me at Josh Hall STL. There's only one H in that because Josh Hall is a very common name. So how are you doing, Bill? Doing great, Josh. Um, so... For everyone out there, every listener out there, we are coming towards the end of the season. So we are going to talk about the top 12 dynasty quarterbacks going into the offseason. These are players that you need to keep on your radar, guys that you need to know going forward. These are the guys you're going to be after to be the QB1 on your team. If you don't have one of these 12, you need to be – well, we're going to list 20. But if you don't have one of the top 12, these are the guys that you need to be after. So – Josh, without further ado, let's just we're gonna start it from number one and go all the way down. Number the top ones aren't as interesting because they're kind of consensus a little bit. We'll have a little bit more argument as the night as the uh, rankings go on. But number one on the list for the top 12 dynasty rankings for quarterbacks is Jalen Hurts from the Philadelphia Eagles. This player is near and dear to your heart and mine, Josh. But you go ahead and kick us off talking about him. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I actually do think this is slightly controversial. People are still going to say Patrick Mahomes is going to be the better dynasty asset over time, which honestly, time will tell. Uh, Jalen Hurts has only gone up since his career's progressed, uh, and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. That guy has just the, the best poise in the National Football League as far as quarterback and not letting his emotions run on his sleeve. Uh, obviously, Patrick uh, you know, could pick up some wide receivers in the offseason, so 2024 might look a little different. Um, we would hope that that is going to be the case because I don't know how they can operate like they did in 2023 with very limited wide receivers, uh, especially injured at the back end of the season. So um, I think this is actually a little bit more controversial than you think, but at the same time, I just feel like Jalen Hurts is tied to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith for Relative long haul. I mean, they still have to pick up the five, fifth year option, which I assume won't be a, a problem. And Goddard's there. I mean, you got three people, and that third spot has just kind of been rotated these last few few years from Pascal and Quez Watkins has sort of played and been injured. Um, and then Zacchaeus last, this year. And then Zacchaeus this year. So I mean, it's it's just I if they figure out a third weapon, a, a fourth weapon, I guess, if you count Goddard and you know what whatever they do with the running backs, I don't think the running backs really matter. I mean. We didn't know Swift was going to be as good as he was this year. Uh, and so, I mean, just really in reality, like this team is only going to continue to get better. I mean, that next year, I don't envision anything much different barring a you know crazy injury. So, yeah. Okay. So the reasoning behind this is, and I think this is maybe the reason that you had as well, is like Jalen Hurts has had now two different offensive coordinators in the last two seasons. And the production has been very similar to almost the same. Patrick Mahomes is tied to Andy Reid. Jalen Hurts seems to be OC proof. That is something that is very, you know, something that's very good. I would, we'll get into more Patrick Mahomes in a minute, but it's just, I think that Jalen Hurts has a higher ceiling still. I still don't even think we've seen the best Jalen Hurts. I, I really don't. 
And the good thing that we have with the Philadelphia Eagles is we know that they're willing to go out and get him weapons. If something's not working out or somebody's, you know, not fulfilling their role on the team, we know that Howie Roseman could go out and grab a new player at any time to facilitate this arsenal that Jalen Hurts has. He's never not going to be a threat with his legs as long as he's relevant. And for the next five years, at least, I think that we're looking at the QB one overall, whereas I think Patrick Mahomes is going to fluctuate from year to year. And the good thing is, is if you got him when you got him or if you didn't have a draft in this past year, I mean, you got him for a very good discount because it was a second year guy coming out. And so he's either already on your team from a fourth round pick in a, in a dynasty draft or you traded for him for relatively cheap before the breakout or you paid a bunch of money for him afterwards. And I still don't think it hurts you. Um, the one good thing I will say, though, uh, just to disagree with you just a little bit, Bill. Uh, he did struggle a bit to start the season, which was a lot of people going, why aren't they the same old Eagles? They're not winning. Yeah, yeah they're 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 they were well past that towards the end of the season in their big game stretch. So, uh, but yeah, anyway, on to number two, it's of course, Patrick Mahomes. We can't push him down too far on the list, but I will say his numbers are not going to be anywhere near uh, what it was without even Juju. I mean, and Travis Kelsey can be good all he wants, but you know, maybe Taylor Swift, maybe they broke up by now. If you're listening to this a little later, uh, maybe Taylor Swift is playing a little bit into the role, but uh, Mahomes is not getting 5,000 yards a season. I don't think he's anywhere close. I mean, I think looking at more like his 2019 numbers with 4,000 at the end of the year will probably be more accurate. And it's just the wide receivers are going to need to be good. But the best thing about Patrick Mahomes is he's still amazing. So he'll make mistakes. He won't be able to get the 5,000 yards. But even to say oh, he's only going to get 4,000 yards is just such a crazy argument to put towards, towards him at all. Yeah, and we don't know what this offense is going to look like once Travis Kelsey finally does, you know, slow down and crumble. Um, I still think he might be a few years away from that, as crazy as that is to say. Um, but we've seen flashes this year even of Travis Kelsey maybe not being the best. We need to figure out what he's going to do at wide receiver. Rasheed Rice seems to be coming on, but at past that, and I don't even think he's that, you know, consistent. Past that, you're still going to have to figure out how to get this – you know, unit fortified. Eventually, Patrick Mahomes is going to slow down. I know that's crazy to say, but he's going to need some weapons that can build him up even further. And they don't have him right now. And I don't know how long it's going to take until they, you know, finally get him some pieces around him. Yeah. And honestly, I think at this point, like you kind of alluded to, I think they need to find the succession plan to Travis Kelsey. Uh, and I'm not talking about a new tight end. I'm talking about the number one target on the team. I don't know who that's going to be. I mean, there's got to be some wide receivers coming up that will be in the free agent market, but they need to pick the right one too. Like that decision is going to mean a lot. Not only is it, he's going to work alongside Kelsey for the later years of his career, but he's also going to, you know, potentially be the new Kelsey or be the next. I mean, unless they can somehow convince Tyree kill to get back over there. Uh, I just, they're going to need someone big to be that number one on the team. And honestly, I think Rashe Rasheed Rice will be a great number two, uh, but you definitely need a number, a true number one. If you're going to have Rasheed Rice be, you know, the lead wide right. receiver, you, I don't know. It's, Travis Kelsey is getting a little slower, but I, I don't think you're, you got to worry about him personally. It's just more of no. what's the plan after. Cause if we, as we saw without Kelsey in that, game it is just not the same so it's true it's true well getting on to number three uh like like billy said it shouldn't take too long for the first we're gonna get a little bit more controversial later uh this might be a little bit controversial to some people but joe burrow I i'm sorry i know he had a uh, struggling start to the beginning of uh 2023 uh but i don't think that this is going to be an issue in the future um 
obviously really bad luck with the calf strain before and then the broken hand week 10, 11 of 2023. But now we're coming out and we saw what he was. I think everyone saw the first few weeks and forgot what Joe Burrow can do. Uh, but we saw it the last four or five weeks that he played before before the injury. Uh, 30 points, 300 yards, two touchdowns, three touchdowns, uh, two touchdowns in every single game until the injury. Um, obviously, really terrible news for him. But I don't think this is going to be anything that really lingers in the offseason. Um, obviously, the Bengals probably, you know, didn't make the playoffs or aren't going to make the playoffs. It wouldn't depend on when you're listening to this. But I just think that Joe Burrow is going to come out with the force. I think they're not going to play him in preseason. They're going to be real careful with him in the, the offseason and make sure that this man is fully healthy because he is their team. Yeah, um, I think the biggest concern we have with Joe Burrow is he gets injured way too much. Not necessarily his fault. It's been partially O-line, partially just bad luck. Um, but I, I saw a stat that through the same amount of time in their career, Andrew Luck took 120 sacks, whereas Joe Burrow took has taken over 140. So I, I, I hate to say that like his career could be derailed at any time, but it feels like unless he either figures out how to fix his, you know, taking of sacks or they just make a massive O line, which with the money they're going to have these next few seasons, I don't know how they're going to do that. This one's kind of boom or bust a little bit in the dynasty market. However, you still want him on your side attached to Jamar chase still have as a run game that is used, but not necessarily something they lean on. Um, and he, for that reason, he's a quarterback that you're going to want. But I think they're going to have to get new weapons because I think Higgins might be gone. Don't have a tight end to speak of. I think they're going to have to figure out more for him this offseason to uh, help him out in the long run. Honestly, they could get Higgins cheap because of the way he's played, although obviously due to injury as well. But he also, even when he was healthy, wasn't looking good. So uh, maybe this is something good for them. But yeah, at the same time, I think Mixon's pretty much done there. I mean, he took a pay cut to be there this last year. I doubt he's going to start it, start again, but who knows? Maybe he's just a really good team player. Uh, but regardless, this team needs something new. But even if it was just the same team, like with just Higgins and Chase out there and then a bunch of new wide receivers and running backs and Joe Burrow, I'm taking that all day. I mean, I know they'll obviously make some moves in the offseason. You should definitely see some additions there. And I'm hoping it's mostly offensive line because like you said, you can't get hit like that. Joe Burrow's not graceful at taking sacks, obviously, but um, it was more of his first couple seasons, which was really bad. It's gotten better over time, but as you see with 2023, injured twice well, one time in practice. But um, yeah, no, just Joe Burrow's a great quarterback and he will continue to be. So yeah, for sure. On to number four. A guy who shares my name. Uh, we put Joe under Josh here, just like in our fantasy football league. Josh Allen. Um, I listen. I he gets fantasy points. I don't care. This isn't the NFL. This isn't how good is Joe, Josh Allen in the NFL. Uh, we've seen his, you know, relatively 500 record in 2023. The thing is, he still puts up fantasy points. Uh, number one QB overall. I think the biggest issue is Stefan Diggs probably leaving in the offseason. There was already drama. Before 2023, this is why I have him lower. I'd probably have him at number two or three at the very least if I had the conversation, but um, kind of have to really monitor this Josh Allen. I think this might be the time to sell Josh Allen in the offseason uh, directly after whatever he finishes as. It's going to be the perfect time to get rid of him because I just feel like there's going to be a lot of drama in this in this offseason, and I just <clears throat> don't know what kind of weapons he's going to have next year. And without Stefan Diggs, we can all admit that he's not the same kind of player, but same time, he still does it on the ground. He still gets the touchdowns. He still ma makes the plays, but he also makes the interceptions, as we've seen many, many times. 
Yeah, and he leads the league in interceptions this year. I don't I don't think it matters that much because at least he's trying and attempting to get the ball down the field. I that doesn't bother me that much that he he's at least he's trying to get more yards. I, I think in real football there's might be some kind of concern about like maybe he's just Phillip Rivers. He's always I saw he's a never comparison good. that he's Cam Newton, actually. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Like, it's just he's always going to be good, but necessar- not necessarily ever like winning something that of any importance. Which for us fantasy football players, what do we care? He's making points and getting. You know, we always know he's going to be out there. He's never going to be resting a game or whatever. So for that reason, he's a good player to have on your team. He's number one in fantasy this year. I, I don't. I don't see him necessarily slowing down. I do see maybe Bills fans starting to get frustrated after, you know, the next four or five years, if they haven't even made the AFC championship game, that would be nice of them to do just once just to make the fan base feel good. But yeah, it's going to be a kind of an uphill climb, but fantasy wise, good to go. Oh yeah. And honestly, this is the perfect kind of quarterback you want. You want a six and four quarterback, someone who's going to be playing every game, who's going to be playing to the end of the game. I mean, the bills defense is good, but they're not playing like the D- uh, Dallas Cowboys did with the pick sixes. They're, they're getting interceptions yeah. and then Josh Allen's throwing interceptions. So it's tough, tough little flip flop, but don't worry. He'll get the touchdowns. Um, all right. Well, on to our first, uh, probably huge surprise, maybe not huge, but at least a little bit of a surprise. CJ Stroud. Uh, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and talk about this one, Bill, because I know you're a, a big Strouder. Well, okay. Coming into the season, we didn't really know what CJ Stroud was necessarily going to be. And especially with this Houston team, we really weren't sure what this team was going to look like because they were very young and the weapons, we were all unproven. So coming into the season, we were kind of like, I don't know what this is going to look like, but he has blown us all away. He has already broken the rookie record through week, uh, I forget it was week 12. He's broken the amount of yards you need through week 12 to be uh, leading all rookies. I just can't foresee how this ever goes badly. He's very good at making decisions. He's very accurate. The accuracy is a little, you know, hard to take at times. He's going to need a quarter uh, running back eventually that he can dump the ball off to. He's shown that with Devin Singletary, but I think they're going to have to get somebody a little bit better than Singletary in there to really help him out fully. I just can't see how this this plethora of weapons they have is ever going to let him down. Nico Collins is great. Tank Dell is a rookie and on a rookie contract for at least the next two years. I, I don't see how this can fail, honestly. Um, this offense is going to be good. I don't ever think they're going to be so dominant on defense or running the ball enough to where C.J. Stroud is not going to be putting up massive points. This team was our Detroit Lions last year. We knew they'd be good. We just didn't know when. And uh, it's very similar. It's going to probably end very similarly to the uh, Detroit Lions team uh, where they've, you know, just make the playoffs or just miss the playoffs. But CJ Stroud is, has shown exactly what we need to see from a dynasty quarterback. I'm actually really glad that Joe passed him up and picked Anthony Richardson one pick ahead of me uh, because I ended up getting Stroud and uh, pretty late in the first round. And I think anyone who did draft him this year was or last year, 2023 was going to, is going to have a good time with him in the future. Like you said, a lot of young weapons. This team can only get better. One nice veteran receiver offseason move, running back offseason move. But, but it's a young team as it is. They're all going to grow together. And I think those are the best kind of teams that you like to see. I, I don't know exactly where they are in like age wise for the offense, but it has to be one of the lowest. So, um, yeah, CJ Stroud for the future. Yeah. And shockingly, he's done way better than any rookie quarterback. And really, the foresee- like 
the past at all. Like, I mean, I, I can't think of one who's done this well. No, it's been a long time. And just before we even move on, um, and then we'll get into the more when we do this dynasty wide receivers thing, if he makes it, but tank Dell and him, the connection is just, it's like they've played together for five years. It's insane. Haven't and we all done? had question marks about tank Dell. No, but tank Dell, uh, Coming out of college, we didn't know what he was going to be. He was 5'8", not necessarily a guy that you knew was going to be dominant in the NFL. And here he is. He is just making people look foolish. And C.J. Stroud's putting the ball right on him. So I, this offense is going to be good for a long time. Oh, 100%. I'm, I'm excited to see his career develop. But yeah, Tank Dell, didn't he tell them that they want he wanted him on their team? Like he was like, go he draft did. after guy. after he got drafted. That's the story Tank Dell says anyway, that he said uh, CJ Stroud's told the Texans to go get him. Even if it was a lie, it's the best lie in the world now because it's looking like he was actually accurate and it worked out well. So yeah, for real. All right. Well, getting on to number six, uh, not as exciting as CJ Stroud, but kind of uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, we're seeing what he can actually do with some wide receivers uh, this year. Uh, Bateman's actually played pretty well. Um, in 2023, it, it doesn't look like it on paper, like for fantasy perspective, but he's always there to catch the ball for him when he's playing. And he played a little bit more than the last years. Um, uh, Odell obviously has done a couple big plays here and there, and it's splashy games like we kind of knew what would happen. And then we have Zay Flowers, who's a rookie, who's going to be on this team for uh, years to come. And once again, this is kind of like the same thing with Mahomes. We need to think about life after Mark Andrews. Um, obviously not happening for, for this foreseeable future, but we're going to need to get a replacement and you need to get a receiver for this guy. He hasn't had a receiver. I feel like his entire career, Lamar Jackson is just one of the most athletic people that plays football. And I think number six is perfect for him because I don't think he's going anywhere. He's only 26 years old, uh, to finish the season. And I, it's, it just feels like he should be older than this. And as a mobile quarterback, obviously, I think that would be the biggest scare for anyone. Obviously, you don't like to see it, but Lamar has honestly shown some pretty good toughness throughout his career. He's yeah, sure, he's missed a few big games here and there. Um, the, especially you can't think, forget the one where he probably pooped. We're still not 100% sure against was that Cleveland? Um, Browns, yeah, yeah. So you got a Brown for the Browns sometimes, but no, Lamar Jackson, obviously, mobile quarterback, and it doesn't seem like he's shown any signs of slowing down. If anything, his uh, passing numbers are a little lower than you'd expect for him to be. But at the same time, they're higher. They're probably going to end higher than they have his entire career this year. So, yeah, I think that as the season goes on, we'll see more um, him get more comfortable with this offense. I think it was just always going to take at least a year to get this offense really cooking. And I think they've been playing really well. Gus Edwards has been a revelation. He's kind of taken some of those rushing touchdowns that Lamar usually gets, which we had been saying for years. Lamar, maybe just hand the ball off. You don't need to get yourself injured. And he's taken that advice. It is taken away from his fantasy points, but it's adding years onto his longevity because he needs to become a passer um, as he gets older because the legs aren't always going to be there for him. He's going to have to learn how to use and trust his arm. Well, I just feel like the rushing yards that you can get as a quarterback are a lot more valuable than the rushing touchdowns. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, Jalen Hurts and other quarterbacks like Josh Allen could run in for the on the one yard line, but Jalen Hurts is, or uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't need to do that. I feel like he can scamper and do his thing on a third and long and maybe get to a first down or maybe get to a, a, a distance where, you know, if they're back a little ways or just needs to get out of the pocket and take off, he can do that. But I don't think risking him at the one yard line is really the play either. So, yeah. All right. And then 
this one doesn't feel right, but I just, I feel like we need to put him in there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence would be number seven or yeah, number seven. And I love Trevor Lawrence. And honestly, the fantasy points have been there. Okay, they've been okay throughout the season. A little inconsistent. I feel like Etienne kind of took uh, most of the play in the beginning of the year, but now Etienne's kind of tinkering down and Lawrence is kind of going upward. So uh, it's one of those things where Ridley, I think his his production is almost tied completely to Ridley, but I feel like it, you'd be doing a disservice not to see what Trevor Lawrence, we all know what he was at Clemson. He was phenomenal. He came in, we thought he was going to be QB1 by year one. Obviously, it wasn't the case with uh, Urban Meyer, which we don't have the button here, so you can't press it, Billy. No, nope, uh, sure can't. But, I mean, the, the the career so far is is upward, and that's what matters for me, I think. I mean, obviously, this year's a little different, but they're playing winning football, and this is what I was kind of saying with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's always going to be six and four, six and six. Trevor Lawrence is playing good football this year and their team is winning and it's very unselfish of him. And I think there are going to be years where they're going to be having a tougher schedule. The division's only going to get tougher in the future, um, especially with uh, Anthony Richardson getting healthy and other quarterbacks over, over there. So I don't know. I don't have a whole lot positive to say about Trevor Lawrence other than the future looks bright. No, and here's what I will say. At college, and this is terrible for the audio audience, so I'll just try my best. But in college, he started like at a mid to high level, and then when he got to the pros, Urban Meyer just tanked him all the way down into like the bad level. And now, as Urban Meyer has got out and he's flushing it out of a system, he's on his way back up um, in the quarterback, just the mechanics, the NFL, the learning, everything. I just think Urban Meyer set him back so far that like now he's just getting back to where he probably should have been three years ago. And that's not good <laughs> that I think this is ha- this year that we're having right now for Trevor Lawrence is how we expected year one Trevor Lawrence to look. So I'm hoping in the next couple of years, we can just go ahead and start, you know, evolving past what we're doing right now, because I don't think this is the best version of Trevor Lawrence. I really don't. No, I think I think it only gets better. And I think he's just playing very unselfishly, which is the, the biggest thing. Like if they're going to be a team that's going to be I, I think they've also gotten some pretty lucky wins uh, and some games that could have made it to overtime or they could have, you know, had to fight a little harder. Uh, but the, their defense is obviously playing well. But this next year, I think there's going to be some gritty games in there for Lawrence. And I think he's going to be let loose a little bit more and more over his career. And really, they're just saving him for the playoffs at this point. So the Lawrence. Stroud matchups in that division are going to be bangers. They got a lot of young quarterbacks in that division, which is going to be really fun for the future. Mm -hmm. So, all right, on to another young, wouldn't say up and coming, but pounding away and throwing the football. Uh, Listen, Justin Herbert, number eight, deserves to be at number eight for a reason. And sure, once again, this is kind of like Josh Allen. His, His football doesn't look great, like the actual NFL level. But for fantasy, man, this guy slings the football around, and it doesn't help that Eckler has not played like Austin Eckler in the last, uh, you know, several all year. Let me just say it that way. Uh, but five thousand yards in pretty much the last two seasons, probably on pace to be around that forty-five hundred again. Uh, Twenty to six touchdown to interception ratio is pretty impressive uh, for someone at this stage of his career with pretty much only Keenan Allen to throw the ball to. So. I don't know. I don't have anything bad to say about Herbert, at least in fantasy perspective, because he keeps he's always in a game. The Chargers are never going to win by a lot. So you're going to always have an option to to utilize or Herbert's going to always have an option to go down the field. 
No, the frustrating thing about Herbert is like everybody's always going to have an excuse for him. It's either the weapons aren't coming through or the OC isn't doing things right or Brandon Staley stinks. And so he's pretty much Teflon for the next like four or five years because nobody's ever going to believe that he sucks until he's age 32. And they're like, man, Justin Herbert's never won anything, has he? And I feel like that's kind of how he's going to shape up in his career. I don't know. I mean, he's had weapons around him in the past. It, it this is what it is. It is yeah, what I mean, it is. As Keenan say. Allen and Mike Williams all last year, uh, twenty twenty two, and Prime Austin Eckler like mm-hmm. last year. So I mean, I know he was injured. So last year was a little funky. They also the lost that time, heartbreaker like, to Jacksonville in the playoffs too, which should have never happened. Brandon Staley special right now. Hopefully, by yeah. the time people are listening to this, maybe in January, he's not the coach anymore. That'd be nice. Yeah, I it is really tough. And you talk about someone that's kind of like Philip Rivers. This poor, poor San Diego Vero. Sorry, whatever fans, uh, Chargers fans. <laughs> tough time for them. They were San Diego fans, and maybe they made it to, to Los Angeles, and now maybe they're trying to pick a new team. So for sure. There we are. And then another guy that I would not have put up here if I hadn't seen it this year. And I'm gonna just let Billy say the name because he's better at it. To a tongue of Iowa. Thank you. Cannot say that. Um, I'll, I will try my best every time. But yeah, no, Tua, obviously, we, we health and sh- health issues, health concerns, concussions, didn't know what to think from this guy. Uh, he, he's proved me wrong, I will say. Um, obviously, it's a lot of Tyreek Hill, uh, a lot of a lot of Jalen Waddle as well. But it's also this team as, as a whole. And once again, this team's not going anywhere. Maybe Tyreek Kill's going to retire. I still don't believe it personally. Um but hopefully that didn't happen by the time you listen to this later in the later in the year. But I mean, he's, he's going to smash where he was at last year. And that was, you know, he hasn't even played the same amount of games yet. So it's just, it's amazing what's going to happen. Uh, if Tyree kill gets to that 2000 mark, uh, that would be amazing. And it would be a lot of Tua. he's been a lot. The one complaint I've had about Tua, other than injuries has been that he throws a lot of under underthrown balls to Tyree kill and Waddle. And in 2023, that has not been the case. He's been, I mean, obviously there's been a couple here and there, which it's probably pretty easy to underthrow Tyree Kill. But at the same time, I didn't think the accuracy was there and the accuracy's kind of calmed down this this third year. So, I mean, I don't, I don't really have much to add. Uh, as long as Tua has Mike McDaniels, he's going to be a relevant quarterback. Whatever quarterback plays for Mike McDaniels is going to be a relevant quarterback. So, there's not really I mean notes you need. I mean, they're going to probably go get more weapons. There's going to be different weak wide receivers, running backs, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to matter. Whoever's running this system is relevant, which is funny based on who the next quarterback we're going to talk about is. Yeah, I actually personally don't agree that it's all Mike McDaniel. I think it's this talent level, but I think Mike McDaniel is also pretty smart. But I'll, I'll allow it. All right. Speaking- he, he was who he was before Mike McDaniel got there. That's all I'm saying. Uh, he looked fine before the seven concussions. Oh, that was last year too, huh? He was there yeah. last year. Right, right. Yeah. I just don't like Mike McDaniel. It creeps me out, man. I don't, I, don't I get, I get what your problem is, but it's, it's, he's offensively really good at this thing. He's really good. All right. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Cause he, he keeps me up at night sometimes by his press conferences. <laughs> but anyway, talking about another system QB, uh, but probably a little bit more than that. It's Brock Purdy uh, rounding out at number 10. And I don't, I think we might even be able to put him higher. I think the thing is we just don't know what the future holds at the moment. Um, obviously the, the heartbreak of an injury in the NFC championship game 
Uh, and then now he is a great quarterback. I mean, he plays, a, and this might just be the system. This, this might be one of those guys that goes to another team and just doesn't play well. I mean, Mr. Irrelevant coming in uh, for uh, injured Garoppolo last year and then comes in and just lights it up, wins every game up until he breaks his arm in the NFC Championship game. There, there's just something to say about that. And then coming in this year, a little bit of a lull in the middle of the season, but then came back and uh, came back with a, a passion and beat some pretty good teams while doing it too. So, yeah, quarterback in Kyle Shanahan's system, print and repeat. Like, Actually, that's just to what be it fair, is. though, QBs in his system haven't been good, great in the past, at least. But Purdy's actually Garoppolo doing it. was usable. He was usable. Trey, Trey Lance wasn't because he only played like three games total. But Garoppolo was usable. Brock Purdy is better than Garoppolo. That's just the problem that we didn't have to find that out because he was Mister Irrelevant. He was never going to get a chance unless there was injuries, and he did. Yeah, but I think any a lot of quarterbacks could have run this system, and he just happens to be the one doing it. I think he's doing it better than some of those that could be out there. I mean, we've seen some pretty rough quarterbacks in 2023 so far, and probably going to see some more by the end of the year. So, uh, but yeah, Brock put Purdy. Mickey Blanco in the system. Oh, they don't know who Mickey Blanco. Mickey Blanco is Mike White. He was the quarterback for the Jets last season. Now he's the backup on the Dolphins, and we needed to spice his name up, so we started calling him Mickey Blanco. So you put Mickey Blanco in the system, similar results, guarantee it. Yeah, Mickey Blanco, obviously uh, a, a house favorite of offensive points. But yeah, Mike White's just a little too boring for us, so we couldn't do it. But that's fair, yeah. too. I mean, there there are some quarterbacks that are somehow not getting starts that uh, and others are that we're just unaware of and why. Uh, but yeah, getting into uh, number 12, I skipped one because I like this person better, but Billy doesn't. It's Dak Prescott. And I think that's actually surprised a, a lot of people uh, this year because I think Everybody kind of thought this is a contract year. This is a like do or die year for that. It's not really a contract year, but it's more of like a, Hey, are you staying with the team or not? And I think the problem is, is it's not the regular season that matters. I mean, I think getting rid of Zeke uh, has kind of, I don't want to say eliminated the passing game or the running game, but the running game is obviously not what it used to be. So Dak has picked up the pieces pretty freaking well by throwing for 400 yards, 300 yards, four touchdowns and multiple games this uh, year. So, I mean, not a whole lot to say about Dak Prescott other than he he proved the haters wrong. I think there was a lot of people out there talking uh, about him being kind of mediocre over the years. And obviously, C.D. Lamb is very good, but the rest of the cast is just okay. I mean, sure, Brandon Cooks has been doing it for a long time. Uh, some of these other, you know, wide receiver, tight end combos, Pollard. I mean, Pollard's obviously very good, but like for pass game and for throwing 400 yards and four touchdowns a game, and it's not just a C.D. Lamb. This team is going to be good for years to come, and I think it's because of Dak Prescott. So I'll, I'll start. Yeah, well, they finally started using CeeDee Lamb. That's really what it mm -hmm. was. The past few seasons, if you've drafted CeeDee Lamb, you've known the frustration of having him on the team and wondering why he's only getting four or five targets a game. Well, this season he's getting eight, nine, 10, 11 targets a game. And look at the numbers. It, it's like crazy how these things work. The math is mathing for a change. And if you're using your players correctly, you're going to have a good season. Dak Prescott using his players correctly. And here we go. It's kind of wild to me that CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper are on the team together for a couple of years there. And it just didn't feel like it was like, well, Dak look Prescott. at, look at 2019, like 2019, they had, he was quarterback two. They had the highest scoring offense in the country. 
and the NFL using wide receivers correctly. And then we try to get cute and use Zeke and use Pollard. And no, quit trying to be a ground and pound team. This is a throw the ball down the field and let the fireworks happen kind of team. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I think if anyone's disappointed about this, if any, if there's anyone to be disappointed about, it's been Pollard, but at the same time, it's not Dak Prescott. And I'm sure anyone, people are winning leagues this year because of Dak Prescott and they will be for looking sure. back and being like, thank you, Dak, who I got in the 12th round for no reason. Cause nobody wanted him. Um, okay. Now my true number 11, Kyler Murray coming back from injury. Uh, honestly, weren't sure if we we're going to see him in 2023. And he's come out swinging. I, I I hate watching. I hate and love watching him run. It's one of the funniest and most hilarious things I've ever seen. Uh, but watching him run is slightly equally terrifying because we've seen how he's been injured in the past. Um, the little little mighty mouse just keeps on keeping on, though. Uh, this is actually kind of with. I mean, this we didn't know what he would look like past DeAndre Hopkins. The first time we've seen him. Uh, a little weird. Uh, he really likes Trey McBride. We're seeing at least. Um, and then Marquise Brown kind of starting to get into the fold, but. I don't really think it really matters what wide receivers are out here. Um, obviously, Josh Dobbs was doing a great job with this team before Kyler came back. But at the same time, Kyler Murray deserves to be in the argument, especially a fully healthy Kyler Murray with some draft picks and being able to boost this team up in the future. Um, I think they're going to go out and get some weapons. Uh, if Jonathan Gannon's st still the head coach next year. Um, I think we'll see what Kyler Murray can do. Um, he is a very good off offensive-minded head coach, although does not seem to be encouraging. So hopefully he can keep Kyler Murray interested and in off the call of duty. You keep saying he's an offensive-minded head coach. He is the defensive coordinator for Philly. He was <laughs> the defensive coordinator. Their offensive coordinator went to Indianapolis. He's <laughs> working with Garner Minshew. Yeah, that might be my Say bad. You have said this every time we talk about Two weeks games. in a row, too. I know. I know. It's hilarious. Anyway, to Kyler, look, guys, I know everybody's thought out there is like, oh, I've seen enough of Kyler. Like, oh, they're Call of Duty. Oh, like, I get it. He's usually in the top 10 quarterbacks. And the thing is, there's not that many quarterbacks better than him for fantasy points. He's going to get at least, if he's not going to get an opportunity with the Cardinals after this season, another team is going to trade for him. I don't know if you all have seen the quarterback play out there. It is not great. Um, so he will get another opportunity. And Look, fantasy points are fantasy points. It doesn't matter if the guy plays Call of Duty or not. The team might not be good, but he is good for fantasy. Well, I mean, the team not being good is not his fault. He's actually came back and played some pretty good games and put them in the game. So um, the team itself just needs a retool, which I think we all kind of knew. I'm kind of shocked he's playing, but maybe this is to get him out of Arizona as well. So who knows? We'll see what the offseason holds. Um, yeah. And just kind of so that's our top 12 there. Uh, Kyler does make it squeezes right in there. But honestly, these next kind of five, six, seven, eight are just, I wouldn't say equally important, but could easily pop into that. I think as we've seen in the past of drafts, you can see these guys popping in and these guys could pop off as it comes to. So let's just start with 13, Anthony Richardson. Um, obviously, we have not seen anything positive about him other than him running the football, which is cool. Uh, this team's going to learn. Uh, they obviously have a good backfield and some good young receivers. If they can get some more, that'd be good. Maybe a good tight end good Mark Andrews type guy for him to kind of follow in Lamar's footsteps. Um, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add about Richardson. No, we just know that since he got drafted at four, they're going to give him a very good opportunity. Unless this is another Trey Lance situation, which would be hilarious, but um, he's going to at least get an opportunity to show himself. 
Yeah. Um, and then Jordan Love, I think that's another young running or quarterback out there that people are kind of down on for some reason, even after this year when he's literally doing pretty great. Uh, and the Packers are, I think, strides ahead of where people thought they were going to be this year. Um, I, I mean, they'll probably make the playoffs and they'll probably not do anything with it. But at the same time, like just the fact that they're in a winning record uh, with a with a young, basically rookie quarterback, I know he's sat behind uh Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years, but I think love deserves a little bit of credit. And um, I think we'll see more from him in the future. Well, I think the problem with Jordan love um, is the age. The age is a, is a major, major factor for him. Um, he got drafted three years ago. Now uh, he was in the 2020 draft. The contract for him is going to be interesting because he would need to get paid after next season i guess they could exercise the option um maybe get two more years out of them before they have to decide on a contract but i think you gotta know next season what you have and based on what he's shown this season albeit he's had a variety a variety of weapons that aren't necessarily proven so i mean we got to give him time to prove himself i don't know if i've seen enough to where i would give him a major contract but at the same time, if they're willing to go down this road, then, I mean, we have to be with them on it, at least fantasy-wise. Yeah, young young receivers that he's going to age with, too, as well, that he's kind of kind of already has. I mean, two, two second-year guys and a, a, a couple rookies. I mean, it's a young receiving core that's going to be there with him as well. So when they do actually have to pay him, which I assume they probably will. I mean, I, I don't know how much, and I don't know how they're going to do it, but it seems like every quarterback wants the max contract now. So... Uh, it is. I agree. It will be a little difficult, but I think that since they've only gotten one year out of them, they'll probably be fine. But uh, let's just burn through a couple of these guys because I think yep. it, it just stop me if you if you need. But we'll let's end this here shortly. Uh, number fifteen, Justin Fields. Uh, Sixteen, Bryce Young. Seventeen, Sam Howell. Eighteen, Deshaun Watson. And I I think that's pretty great for what we're at. I mean, Deshaun Watson when he was playing was actually really serviceable in fantasy. Uh, it may not have looked like it in in football but that it really was pretty good um obviously a fully healthy season would be a little bit better uh and then the rest of those guys i just think need another year to really be able to say up or well, down okay before. just quickly like one shots justin fields will know after the season whether they plan to keep him or not and by april we'll know for sure uh bryce young they just completely shredded the coaching staff. So we're going to have to see after the season. And if you're listening to this later on the season, maybe they find a new coach. Um, we'll find out what he's going to be. And then Sam Howell, I think he deserves at least an opportunity to show what he can do for like at least the next season. Um, I think it would be unfair to kick him out because this has not been his fault that that team's bad. It is not Sam Howell's fault. Leading the league in passing for most of the most of the season. So, uh, yeah, I, honestly, I think Bryce Young, obviously not going anywhere, just rookie. I mean, we'll see what happens. Not everyone has a great rookie year like CJ Stroud. Uh, Justin Fields, I don't care where he goes. If he's on the Bears or on a different team, he's a starting quarterback somewhere. Um, there's no way someone just like, oh, I'll have him as a backup. Um, so, I mean, what he does when he is healthy and when he is performing can be amazing. There's also some bad games in there as well. Um, and then just to round out the top, because I know you want to talk about this last guy. I did not have him ranked, but 19, Jared Goff, we both had him right about the same. Uh, on the Lions, probably going to be for another year, I imagine, as well. Uh, but even if he doesn't, he's going to go somewhere. He's a veteran quarterback who's obviously showed success the last couple of years. And then Josh Dobbs at 20, who Billy just has to bring into this. 
Okay, so Josh Dobbs, the only reason I'm bringing him up is he is the new age Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going to show up on a new team every year. He's going to have some games that are just completely wow moments. He's going to have some crazy stat games that you're going to be like, wow, okay. And I think he's going to be a serviceable quarterback. Like if somebody's willing to, I mean, maybe not now your trade deadline might have passed, but after the season in Dynasty, I would trade for Josh Dobbs because he's going to get another opportunity. It's kind of like Garner Minshew. Like Garner Minshew, probably going to get another opportunity. Baker Mayfield, probably going to get another opportunity. I think Josh Dobbs is in that line of people and he's younger. So I think this isn't the last we've seen of Josh Dobbs. I just don't. I think he's literally going to be on three more teams and he's going to have some crazy games on all of those teams. I do agree with you and what he's done has been phenomenal, but like putting him in dynasty quarterback top rankings, this is why we did a top 12. Uh, Some of those other ones deserve to be mentioned. Josh Dobbs is a journeyman and it will be fun to watch, but Hey, fun when he's the starting quarterback for Seattle next season. I told you, I tried to tell you. All right. Well, anyway, go check out. uh, They're not out at this exact moment, but when you do finally find them, there will be some dynasty running backs and dynasty wide receivers out there as well. Uh, And we will be giving you content all year long. Uh, We do not stop. Fancy football may end, but it never ends in our hearts. So, Billy, get us out of here. Good night.